Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Monday morning. Hope everybody is bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to hit the day and get the week started off in the right direction. Appreciate y'all tuning in this morning. Uh, feels good to be back uh, doing these. It's been a rough couple of weeks for my wife, so please continue to keep her in your prayers. She's still struggling and having a tough time. Getting stronger, but uh, uh, normally she's having to deal with this uh, with the... Uh, auto accident, uh, but she's having some problems with uh, uh, toothaches uh, that can't be addressed until she gets better from this, and then uh, she has MS on top of that, so she's really having a rough time, so if y'all could really keep her in your prayers, it would be sincerely appreciated. Appreciate your all's patience uh, for my time away from the morning devotions, and so glad to be back doing this. So who do we have here this morning? We got here uh, Miss Jennifer Honeycutt, Rusty Haas, uh, we got Terry Eric Webb, uh, Tracy Little, Amy Oaks Turner, so I appreciate you all tuning in, and Jennifer said good morning, miss not having morning devotions, glad you're back. Well, thank you, Jennifer, I hope you don't throw any golf balls at me, or mustard, or uh, water bottles at me, so uh, for, for missing, <laughs> uh, if I uh, offended anybody from my post yesterday in my regards to uh, University of Tennessee's football. I apologize. I didn't make, didn't want to personally offend anyone. I've just been put out with Tennessee. I was called a fair weather fan. I don't know that I was really ever a fan to begin with. I uh, uh, never really got into football till a few years ago, and uh, and so. Uh, but the more I read about Clemson, the more I liked Clemson, the more I watched Clemson. Somebody said, "What if they start losing?" Well, I. I don't, it's, for me, I support Clemson because I love its history. I don't know if you all know this or not, but World War II, they uh, produced more officers than any other uh, school in the country. Uh, not only that, during the time of segregation, when they integrated whites and blacks, they was the only school that did that without incident. Uh, the fact, uh, we might have heard of a little guy named Heisman, well, Heisman Trophy, he was a coach for Clemson. And I like the fact that the coach is outspoken about being a, a Christian, has baptized men, uh, some of the men on the field, and uh, they, they go to church. And uh, in fact, even when the Freedom From Religion uh, Foundation tried to um, put a stop to some of this stuff, the school backed that coach up. And I like something he said, uh, he quoted to Devo Sweet, he said, was that he's there to not just produce football players, but to help raise these in, these boys into men, husbands, and fathers. And that, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. And that's, that's why I have a lot of respect and support for uh, uh, Clemson. And uh, I'm not saying they're perfect, but uh, just my opinion. You support Tennessee, you support Alabama, Florida, Georgia, whatever you want to do. I mean, you got people out there like Rusty, who uh, support Georgia, and that just takes a special kind of individual uh, to do that. <laughs> I'm teasing. But uh, Jennifer said I was getting my ketchup bottle out to be different. Well, I'm glad, Jennifer, <laughs> you were willing to do something a little different. And Amy said she went for the tailgating. Right, Amy. I, I saw your traitorous behavior on social media wearing University of Tennessee gear. It was nauseating. I thought maybe you've been brainwashed and drugged and forced to do that against your will. So, but uh, I don't, you know, I don't. I like enjoy college football. I like watching. I don't take it as serious. You know, I like. I, said, I got some problems with Tennessee, like this the Saturday with the throwing of the mustard and golf balls. And last year, there was the, some of the fans were spitting on people. 
and oh, just their whole program. I get into a lot of stuff, my, my grievances with Tennessee, but uh, you support who you want to. I don't care. I like to joke and tease and kill like Rusty, you know. I'd like to kid him. And Richie Green at the church, we, he's a big Alabama fan. We all like to rag each other. I don't take, I don't get, I don't get mad. I don't take it serious. In fact, a friend of mine from high school, he said, uh, he said, he got mad at me. He, where I, where I didn't want to support Tennessee anymore. And he said, this will not be forgiven. I mean, he was mad. And he said, there's no take backs. I said, don't worry, man. I said, ain't no way I'll go back. But I love personally to really torment him about uh, uh, Tennessee because I know it makes him mad and I do it out of love. So, but, uh, all right, that's my my rant. Uh, Rhonda Thomas said, pray for me. You haven't slept three days. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Rhonda. We'll definitely be praying for you. At this time, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Great to be back saying that pledge again. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, you know, we, all, we do live in a wonderful country. We live in the greatest country in the world. You know, it's nauseating how they want to demean and diminish our patriotic spirit here in this country. We live in the greatest country. You know, I'm a big Superman fan. I've got a Superman tattoo. I've got Superman action figures. Yes, I refuse to grow up and uh, I collect toys and uh, I've got, uh, I can fill a room with what I have. But uh, one thing I always liked about, particularly Christopher Reeves, uh, the uh, Richard Donner films uh, that uh, that he did uh, was that he said I stand for truth, justice, and the American way. You know there, there there was pride in that, and now I'm seeing that they want to do away with saying uh, the American way. That they want to uh, replace it with something else. It, it is nauseating to me. We, what do you think all these people, these thousands, tens of thousands of people crossing illegally or aboard, why they want to get here? What other country can you go to that you can start out with nothing and then succeed and become a CEO, a multi-millionaire? And you see all these success stories, people who lived in poverty. Look at uh, Ben Carson, how he pretty much grew up in poverty-stricken conditions and how he became such a successful brain surgeon. What else in the, nowhere else in this world can we have the success, the innovations, the inventions, what we have, and the fact that we have idiots. I'm, I'm sorry for, you know, you may say, well, that's not proper... Uh, terminology for a pastor. Well, there are, there are idiots. Now, there's no way else to put it to want to hear that men and women have died for this country for us to have these freedoms and these idiots want to take that away and force us into slavery. You know, it goes back to these mask mandate baloney. Uh, you know, uh, in this here you got Biden taking his wife to a fancy dinner, no mask, but everybody else has to wear one. You got Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, everybody has to wear a mask indoors, but shows her at a ball game without a mask. It's bogus. Baloney. Here it showed a, a state trooper who had uh, been, you know, 20-some years, I think, on the force. And uh, he has to quit his job because uh, they're forcing him to have the vaccine. Listen, I've had the vaccine. My dad's had the vaccine. But I have severe uh, health conditions. My dad does. So we made the right choice. But that's just it. It was our choice. And uh, it, don't, it shouldn't be forced on anybody. If you want to get it, fine. If you don't, fine. Nobody should be forced to wear a stupid mask or uh, get the shot. And if you're terrified and scared and you go, you feel, then do it, wear it. But don't make me or anybody else do it. It's like, I was going, every time I go into a store and it says mask, Brandy's like, don't, don't, don't say nothing. 
<laughs> so I'll go in and I won't wear one and I beg them to say something to me because it just it ticks me off. I don't like people, I guess it's that rebellious southern pride and spirit, you know, when it goes, dates back to our ancestral history of uh, the Scotch-Irish and their uh, rebellious nature against the English and uh, uh, I just don't like people telling me what to do. That's one reason why I've had 70 jobs. Yes, you heard that right. I've had over 70 jobs before going into the ministry because I had what people refer to as an attitude and I'm sure that that does not shine through in any way. So, but, uh, but anyway, well, let's go ahead and let's get into our verse of discussion this morning. It's Romans 8, 14. All who are being led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Now, that uh, they have paraphrased this verse, so I'd like to read it in its full context. Uh, and uh, again, of course, I read the English Standard Version. In Romans 8, 14, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Well, I'll tell you what, I've messed up. I want to read 13 through 15. I apologize. Let me go back up. Verse 13 of Romans 8, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Now, the reason why I wanted to read that, because sometimes if you have, uh, uh, Rusty says, because I'm short. Well, Rusty, I tell you what, you know, it is, uh, God allows things to grow until they are perfected. So I've I reached the right height, and that's why I was uh, that, uh, at a perfect place. But, you know, don't underestimate that short people because uh, we know how to trip you tall people and make you uh, fall. And we can punch in places that will cause, create a lot of pain. So uh, you might want to be careful. <laughs> I'm teasing. But anyway, it is, um, and look at this, you know, we kind of want to, at the, at the uh, uh, we want to look at the assurance of salvation in regards to this. Now there's, I, you know, of course I posted a little uh, devotional in regards to uh, this verse, it may be a little different from what I want to talk about this morning, but it is, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who think they're saved. They think because of who their fathers or mothers or uh, their lineage in a church uh, that they are saved, and they're the ones that are going to get uh, on Judgment Day and going to say, get away from me, I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Uh, you know, that's a sad thing, that you're going to see a lot of good, loving, benevolent people in hell. That's, that's a sad, that, sad thought. Uh, that there's people walking around. You know, I've told you before that you know, when you look at a congregation, three-fourths are not saved. That's, that's not my opinion. That's done by George Barna and the surveys that they've done. And that's a scary thought. Do that mean people think that just because they've entered the doors of a church, sit in a pew, listen to uh, the, the lecture, sermon, teaching, whatever you want to call it, that that makes them saved? Uh, or or, I, or I, they say, well, I'm benevolent, I'm giving, I help the poor, you know, whatever it may be, and those are great things, uh, wonderful things, but they're still not going to gain you entrance into heaven unless you make that prayer of salvation. Now, remember, the prayer of salvation is not some magical wording uh, that, uh, you know, you, you, that you just give and, and that's all you have to do. It's that sincere understanding of what Christ done on the cross for you and that you have been convicted of your sins, the Holy Spirit has touched you, and that you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to change, and that's what creates that new creature uh, in Christ Jesus. But then you have the the uh, the opposite of that for those who are saved, and that yeah, they are plagued 
and worried if they're really saved. They question. And the devil, uh, you know, he's an author of confusion. And he wants to create those areas of confusion. And he wants to make you question your salvation. You know, and, it's, and don't think it, if you do that you're alone in that. A lot of people, maybe every Christian does it. And there's times that, you know, I question, you know, am I really saved? You know, uh, you know, you want to be sure because, you know, we, you know there are, uh, there is really hell and there's really heaven and there's no in between. There's no, uh, as uh, you know, other religions and people have taught, uh, you know, uh, in the Catholic uh, faith, that there is this purgatory that you be prayed out of and this holding place. It's not like it. God's word's clear: to be absent of the bodies, be present with the Lord. You either go to heaven or you're in hell. There's just no, there's no in between. Uh, you know, you're not going to be uh, having a second chance. That's why God's giving you that chance now. So it's understandable to question, you know, did I really make that profession of faith? And I think when you do that, it's like living in fear all the time. You know, there's, there are those uh, out there that uh, believe that you can lose your salvation. And, you know, and that's a very sad thing that people live in fear, that they think, you know, it should be like, you know, a child uh, think that every time they mess up, their father's going to throw them out of the house. They're going to disown them, never, no longer want to uh, have anything to do with them. But that's not true because we know that our salvation is secure, that our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and that cannot be erased. God is not out there with a big eraser saying, well, Rusty's a Georgia fan, so I'm taking him out of God's Word, and I'm going to erase him out of there, you know. And uh, uh, that is, uh, you know, I, that could be understandable. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, you know, it is, um, you know, so we don't need to live in that kind of fear that we're going to lose our salvation, that we know that it is secure. Now, there is, um, when I say that, there are those who've made a profession of faith, but it, you know, it goes back to the, the seed of the sower, you know, that, you know, there was that that fell on the rocky ground, those that was choked up by weeds, and, you know, we see those situations. So, uh, you know, were they really saved to begin with what that boils down to? Now, you can backslide. You know, I always like something my father always said, that you have to be somewhere before you can backslide. You know, that's, that's I think, I've seen that, Several people, you know, when being with dad and, you know, we say, hey, we haven't seen you at church in a while. And, you know, you see this downcast look on their face and their head drops. They say, well, I've really backslid. And I know I've literally watched these individuals when, I, when dad's told them, well, you've had to be somewhere before you, ba you, know, before you backslide. You can always come back. And you see like this, this light bulb come on over their head like, well, I never thought about it like that. You know, that, you know, there, there's a spark of hope. Within them, man, you may want to try to give up on your Christian walk. You may want to throw in the towel, but guess what? God never gives up on you. But don't think that you're that God's going to cast you into utter darkness because you mess up in sin. We are all sinners. There's none righteous, no, not one. Every single one of us mess up. Every single one of us sin. And it stinks. You know, we want to please the Heavenly Father. We want to be obedient. We want to do those things that are, are God-honoring. That we fail time and time again. And even Paul had a struggle with that very thing. And he, you know, why is it I do the things I don't want to do, but the things I want to do I don't do? You know, and that's like our spiritual walk. Remember the war, the war within us, that the flesh wars against the spirit. And that's why we have to work hard to dive ourselves daily, uh, to put away that selfishness and that pride and the, the lust of the eyes and you know, all those things. We've got to put those away. And that self-centeredness and sacrifice those things and give that over to God and work daily on our 
growth as Christians. Remember, we have a responsibility to continually be, you know, uh, uh, the, once the, the law, uh, what's put in motion stays in motion, what stays at rest, you know, what is at rest stays at rest. You know, it is, uh, and it's true, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, if you're sedentary, you sit there, you're going to remain there. You're not going to get up. And once you put yourself in motion, you should be continually staying in motion. And that's why it should be with our Christian walk. That we are continually growing. And we have that assurance because it's what we read here. Whether we're called the sons of God, that we are joint heirs to the throne. We are adopted into the kingdom. We were chosen by God. And that should give you great joy and confidence knowing in that assurance that your salvation is secure. You're not going to lose that. You know, just like one of my kids, when they mess up, I don't disown them. I don't kick them out of the house. I don't say, you're not mine anymore. They are. They will pay the consequences of their actions. And, and they're going to hear, uh, uh, they may get, you know, of course, they're at an age now where I can't really spank them. But, uh, you know, before that, uh, you know, I could jerk them up and bust their rear ends, which is not something I've, I've done very often. I could count on one hand and uh, two or three times I've ever had to whip my kids. And of course, I know people out there, oh, my gosh, how could you dare put your hand against a child and, and beat it? That's violence begets violence. And that's all they're going to do. I hate that. I tell you what. That's, uh, it gets on my nerves so bad. That's why God put the fleshy part of your backside on there. Spare the rod, spoil the child. There ain't nothing wrong giving a few little spanks on the backside. Teach them to learn, hey, this is wrong. I don't want to do this. If I do this, there's consequences. And I don't like the result of those consequences. It hurts. And so you avoid you from doing stupid things. And that's why we have a society full of uh, these kids out there who have no respect for teachers, police officers, authority, things they can do, just do whatever they want to, flaunt, uh, uh, mock the law, mock God, and uh, why? Because they never had no proper parenting because they wanted to be their child's little buddy and best friend and say, oh, little Johnny, it's okay. Don't you worry about it. And so that's why you've got uh, these little brats running out here, little punks out there that I'd like to just get my hands on. But anyway, it's <laughs> going back to what it So I'm not going to disown my kids. So if I, uh, who is sinful and wicked, can have that kind of behavior of uh, uh, showing that forgiveness which is actually a reflection of God showing forgiveness showing grace showing understanding and still loving my kids that how much more God the Father going loves us and he shows extends that grace and understanding and assurance to us so you know we that's why we are adopted we are sons we are daughters we are children of God you know you can look at uh, you know say the president came uh, the real president Donald Trump <laughs> And, uh, uh, you know, if the, the, the security, I start to say the social security, <laughs> the, uh, the security, CIA agents, they're, they're, they're blocking people off. So no random kid can run up to the president. You know, they, they have that, those barriers for protective reasons. But Donald Trump's kids could run, can be right there by his side. See, that's just us uh, with children of God is that we have the assurance that we are God's children. That's why we have this here. That's why we're reading this here, that we can have that understanding that we can enter the throne of God. It is, it is through Christ's blood that makes us holy, that makes us righteous to stand before a holy God, that allows us that entrance into heaven. And so, you know, we need to be careful of the, of the mind games. You know, that's why we wrestle not with flesh and blood. That's why we have to work hard to fight against those things of the old devil who wants to destroy us and bring us down, wants us to question our salvation, wants us to throw up our hands and give up. You know, I've told you that it's just been one thing after another. Uh, and it's just so many times I just want to throw up my hands and give up and say, who needs this? 
I was going to get on my bike. I'm going to ride where I can't ride no more. But guess what? The battle is still there. It's not a matter of geological, uh, geographical location. You know, just because I was to leave Tennessee don't mean when I make it to the shores of California that, uh, oh, all my problems going to be resolved and the devil's not going to bother me anymore. Or guess what? He's going to bother you no matter where you're at. You know, there's some people out there say, well, don't, don't mention that. The devil's going to attack. He's going to attack. That's why you need to be armed. You need to be ready for the fight each and every day. It's not a matter of if. It's when he does, and he's going to. And we need to make sure we're, we are armed and um, ready for that fight each and every day. And, and if you're not staying in the Word, you're not staying in that time in prayer, and you're not reading and, and studying to show yourself approved, guess what? Uh, you're when the devil attacks, you're going to fall, and you're going to be like a, the story of the three little pigs. The wolf huffed and puffed and blew the, uh, the house and straw down, then the next house, whatever it was made of, but he couldn't <laughs> blow down the brick house. Guess what? That's why we have to be on that secure foundation of God. So when that proverbial wolf blows or the wind comes through and the storms come through, we're on the solid rock that cannot be moved. So we can have this blessed assurance that we are children of God, that we can cry out, Abba, Father, that when one of my kids say, Daddy, uh, I need you, I'm running up there. It's like I told my daughter, uh, I said, don't you take no bull off of anybody. I said, I don't care, no boy, I don't care, male or female, you don't take nothing off of nobody. You stand on your own. You can be anything you want to be. And I said, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do something. You prove them wrong, show them you can. You can be an astronaut, president of the United States. I said, you know, you do, because I don't want to get some relationship with some boy tell her, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. I, I told her, you you owe nobody nothing, and you, you be the best that you can be. That's all I want you to do is be the best that you can be. And that's all God wants for us, for us to be the best that we can be. But you know what? That's why I told her, I said, if any man ever puts his hands on you, you let them know your daddy's not afraid to go to jail. So if any man ever puts his hands on my daughter, it's going to be really, really bad. And she calls me up crying and says, Daddy, I'm running. Well, guess what? When we are in trouble, when we are hurting, we have that assurance of God that we can cry out, Abba, Father, that we were in pain, that we are destitute, that we are hurting. We can run to an almighty God. And he's there to open up his mighty, strong arms to hold us and to carry us, to get us through any and all trials and tribulations. So make sure that your heart is right with Jesus Christ. Have that assurance to know your salvation is secure. And when you have that, 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 that understanding to put off the old you, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, you're adopted into the throne of God, that you can have that confidence, you can be bold to go out and be a mighty witness, a light in this world of darkness to tell others about the love of Christ. And my friends, continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to be more and to walk closely with Christ each and every day. And then one day, Hopefully we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this time uh, with these wonderful folks this morning. Lord, I pray that you will lead God, watch over, protect each and every one of them. Have us all on our daily walk. Help us to be assured. Have the co proper confidence. Let us be bold. Let us be mighty for you, Lord Jesus. Let us be the soldiers that you've called us to be and fight against those things that are wrong and selfish. And let us keep our eyes focused on you. Let us never question where we're at uh, in regards to our salvation. And Lord, I just pray for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I will lift up Rhonda Tymon and her prayer requests and concerns. Lord, I pray you be with Eddie Green and Body. I pray that you be with Kim Penix and Ginger Hood. 
Lord, I pray to be with all those today, that they'll have a good, safe, wonderful day. Be with my dad as he's having his heart monitor put on, that he'll get a good uh, report. And Lord, uh, just pray that you put your mighty hands upon Brandy and you continue to heal her dramatically and miraculously. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals watching this morning. And like I said, it's always a pleasure and honor to get to do these. And I missed uh, seeing you guys. Well, I can't see you. That'd be a little weird. And I definitely want to see Rusty in his underwear. That <laughs> gagged on that one. Anyway, uh, I hope everybody has a great day today. A blessed day. A fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless.